First John chapter five, first John chapter five, verse fourteen. First John chapter five, verse fourteen. Let's read. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. Let's pray. Father, once again, we thank you for just that wonderful gift. Father, we ask now that you would, in our last service, dear Lord, that we would finish well. Dear Lord, keep us awake and attentive to the message you put on Pastor's heart. Father, be with him. Give him your power, your strength, and your wisdom. Dear Lord, that he can teach and preach out of that word unhindered. Put a hedge about this place. We ask all these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. You may be seated. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, Thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. It is well. It should buffet, though trials should come. Let this blessed assurance control that Christ hath regarded my helpless estate and hath shed his own blood for my soul. It is well. It is well with my soul. With my soul. It is well. It is well with my soul. And Lord, it's a day when my faith shall be sight the clouds be rolled back as a scroll oh, the trump shall resound and the lord shall descend even though it is well with soul. It is well. It 
so much, ladies. I want to speak to you tonight on this subject, why does not God always say yes to our prayers? Why does not God always say yes to our prayers? Sometimes we get the idea in the Bible that God says that we can ask whatever we will and he'll give it to us. And sometimes in the Bible there's verses that if you just kind of skim over it, it seems that that's what it's saying. God basically gives us a blank check and says, you know what, I like you guys, just ask whatever you want and I'll make sure you get what you want. And sometimes people kind of get that mentality. And sometimes it kind of gives them the idea that they can ask for anything and that they have a right to ex expect God to give it to them. Now, the truth is this. As we said this morning, anyone can pray. The word pray just means ask. Anyone can come to God and ask, if you will. Again, as far as God's children, all of us have the right to come boldly to the throne and ask for mercy and ask for grace. Amen? But listen, God is not always obligated to answer every prayer. Let me illustrate. Some of you are parents here tonight. Could I ask you a question as a mom or dad? Could any of, you, could any of your children come to you? It's a pastor, of course they can. Could I ask another question? Could any of your children ask for whatever they want? Some of my kids can ask for whatever they want. I mean, you're not going to deny them the opportunity to speak with you. But then if I went further, I said, well, I guess then you always say yes to your children, don't you? They have the right to expect whatever they ask. You'd say, no, that doesn't sound right. And of course it doesn't sound right because it's not right. It would be completely unwise for us to even think that, or have our children think that whatever they ask, we'll give them whatever they ask. Just because they ask doesn't mean they'll have it. Again, sometimes people pray, and their prayers are not answered, and then they're disappointed in God. But I want to point out tonight that God really is not the problem. God hasn't failed. We have failed to understand how this matter of praying and God answering prayer works. And so I want to spend a few minutes tonight on, again, this subject, why God does not always answer our prayers. Let's pray. Lord, we know that you're a, a heavenly Father, Lord, that is holy and perfect. You know all things. Lord, you put us here on purpose, and Lord, you have certainly exactly in your mind, Lord, what we need and what we should have and shouldn't have. And Lord, we know that ultimately, Lord, you're going to do uh, things from your perspective and not ours. And we pray, Lord, that you give us understanding tonight. Help us, Lord, to understand how this matter of prayer works, and help us to understand, Lord, that, again, it is only a certain qualification that we must meet before we can claim the promise that, you, that you'll answer every one of our prayers. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Several introduction statements. Number one, God has a will. The Bible says if we ask anything according to his will, if you will, in any given situation, God has a plan, God has a desire, God knows what he wants to do. God's always been like that. God wanted to bring, uh, again, the Hebrews out of Egypt. God wanted to give the land of Canaan to the Hebrews. God wanted Paul to be an apostle to the Gentiles. God wanted Jonah to go to preach in Nineveh. God wanted the 12 disciples to become fishers of men. God wanted to show John the new Jerusalem. God wants us not to sin. God wants us to put our faith in Christ and be saved. God wants husbands and wives to love one another. God wants us to witness him. God has a will. Number two, unfortunately, man also has a will. And unfortunately, it's usually quite opposite than God's. And the Bible says there, uh, but this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. Man has a will, but it's an if, if you will, if 
it is going to be something according to God's will. We were created in God's image, which basically means that we have our own mind. We have a free will, for which we are responsible, of course. But we're not robots. We're not programmed by God to think a certain way. Every person can think for themselves and desire for themselves and decide what they will seek first for themselves. And so we have the right to make choices and decisions and make our plans and make our own way, if you will. And that's very obvious in the Bible. We can try... Uh, or naturally, we try to think what we want. The Hebrews wanted a king because they wanted to be like the other nations around them. Paul wanted to go to the Jews. Why? Because he was from Jerusalem, and he was a Jew, and he loved Jerusalem very much. The people during Moses' time wanted to go back to Egypt, although God was providing for them in the wilderness. That's what their will was. The people of Nazareth wanted to take Jesus and cast him off the edge of the, the cliffs there. That was their will. Jonah wanted to go to Tarshish. He didn't want to go uh, to Nineveh. Again, some people refused to listen to Paul's sermons and they mocked him. That was their will. <laughs> Peter <coughs> decided to follow Jesus and wanted to follow Jesus. And John wanted to sit close to Jesus. That was his will. Thomas wanted proof of the resurrection. Uh, Eve wanted to taste of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Man has a will as well. Number three, God has responded to prayer. God has said yes to people's prayer. God has given in the Bible what people asked for. That is true. People have asked, and God turned around and said yes. Uh, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Again, God healed Hezekiah and gave him 15 more years of life after he prayed. God helped Nehemiah to rebuild the walls after he prayed. God brought fire down on Mount Carmel after Mount uh, after Elijah uh, prayed. God, if you will, opened the uh, prison doors and, and opened the gates of the city and let Peter out after the church in Acts chapter 12 prayed for Peter to be released. God gave Hannah a child after she prayed. Peter prayed and, and the disciples prayed in the, act, in the book of Acts and 3,000 people became believers and were baptized. Uh, God, uh, again, uh, God explained the dream of Nebuchadnezzar to Daniel uh, and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego after they prayed, and they were able to interpret dreams. God has said yes to people before, but God has also said no to people before. Remember, Moses asked God to kill him. Elijah said, listen, I want my ministry to be over, and God said, no, it's not. Jonah, as well, wanted God to kill him, and God said no. David asked God to spare his son's life, and God said no. Balaam said, I want to curse the Hebrews so I could uh, uh, get this money from Balak. And God said, no, you're not going to do that. David wanted to build the temple. And God said, no, sorry, that's, that's a no on that one. The Israelites wanted deliverance from their enemies at times. And God said, no. King Saul asked for things. God said, no. Samson asked for things. God said, no. The disciples uh, wanted to heal the demon-possessed boy. And God said, no, I'm not going to answer that prayer. Uh, the mother of James and John came to Jesus and said, I want you to grant that my son sit next to you up in the resurrection. And Jesus said, I'm sorry, that's, that's, that's a no on that one as well. Uh, again, they did not qualify somehow for their prayers to be answered. And we're going to see that tonight. They prayed, they asked God, and many times God said yes, but there are other times when God said, no, that's not what I'm going to do. That's not, again, uh, what I'm going to answer. Number four, God knows what he wants to give us in his will. 
That's one thing we have to understand. God already has his will for us all planned out, actually, before you're even conceived. God has his will for, for my life and for your life. And so God knows what he wants you and me to do, and God already knows what he's going to give you, uh, if you will, during your life. Uh, I don't know to use the example, but I imagine, uh, Brother Mike, when you have a guy and you say, listen, uh, I want you to make pizza, you already know in your mind you're going to give him tomato sauce and mozzarella cheese and, and bread and an oven, I assume, right? You're not going to give him a hammer and a bundle of shingles and a ladder. Uh, you know that that's the thing you want him to do, so that person can do your will. Uh, Mrs. Saw, I imagine when uh, a young person comes to take piano lessons, you don't say to them, now listen, uh, what you really need is a shovel, and you need, I'm going to give you some, uh, I'm going to give you a pickup truck, and I'm going to give you a lawnmower. No, you say, listen, I want you to, to get a, 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 a book, and I want you to get a keyboard, and this is, that would be her will for that person, because she knows what she wants them accomplish, to accomplish. God knows Again, exactly what he wants every one of us to do. And within that will, God has things he wants to give us. You've heard the statement, wherever God leads, God provides. And God does provide where he leads. But if we go where he doesn't lead, he's not under an obligation to provide at all. And that's what we have to understand. Jesus taught about prayer in Matthew chapter 6. He said, your father knoweth what things ye have need of before you ask him. Again, God knows before we even ask, before we even pray, what he's going to give. He knows what we should be asking for. He knows what he's willing to give us. He knows what he wants us to do. And it's all in concordance with God's, again, wisdom and God's all-knowingness. He has in mind what he's willing willing to give you, look, if he, if he gave you a child, he's going to give you at least make wisdom available to raise that child uh, the right way. If God gave you a husband or wife, God will at least be, make available for you wisdom to be a good spouse and to be able to have a strong marriage. These things are God's will. We know that. So God is going to give us according to his will. Number five, God will answer prayer that is in his will. Let me say that again. God will answer prayer that is in his will. There in 1 John, the Bible says, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if, 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 it's up to you, if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. I said this morning, and I think it's a great statement, God is capable of doing anything if it's according to his will and if it'll bring glory to his name. There is nothing that God is not capable of doing, and there's nothing that God can't do, but so God can, if you will, answer yes to a prayer that's in his will. Number six, it is therefore my responsibility and your responsibility to learn what his will is for our life, and then approach God knowing that we're in his will. You and I need to see God's will and understand God's will for us. We need to understand what God has planned for us in our life. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 17, the Bible says, Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of God is. And let me tell you what, it's not real complicated. I heard uh, Brother Byron tell me about Pastor Salazar, a very, very wise man. And one of his statements many times, when you come up to Brother Salazar and ask, a, uh, uh, ask for advice, he'll say to you, he says, you already know what to do. What you need to do is start doing it. And that's very true. Uh, but you and I, we basically uh, have a good idea. If we'll just read the Bible uh, very, very casually even, you'll know that there's some very basic things that we should do. We should love God with all our mind and all our soul and all our heart. That's very obvious. We ought to love our neighbor as ourselves. That's very obvious. We ought to forgive one another. That's very obvious. We ought to, again, be married and, and, and raise godly children. We ought to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. We ought to study to, uh, uh, to show ourselves approved. There's things that are so obvious. We ought to be witnesses uh, unto Judea, uh, Jerusalem, Judea. 
Judea, Samaria, uttermost part of the world. We did things in the Bible that are very clear things, and that is basically God saying, hey, this is his will for our life. And there are very obvious things in the Bible. Jesus, when he was here, said in John chapter 4, verse 34, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me. And Jesus taught us to, uh, to pray, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're supposed to say, God, I want your will to be done through my life. Just like in heaven, the angels do your will. Just like in heaven, everything's perfect. I would like to carry out your will perfectly down here. That ought to be the desire of our hearts here tonight. We ought to know what God's will is and have a desire to do it. Are you with me? The Bible says in Luke chapter 12, that servant which knew the Lord's will and prepared not himself, neither did according to his will, shall be beaten with many stripes. And the truth is this. If you have a Bible on your coffee table, if you have a Bible somewhere in your office, you have every capacity to pretty much know 90-something percent of God's will. I know there's some details that maybe God, uh, God doesn't say in the Bible, teach five, fifth and sixth grade or go on this bus route or, or marry the, the person with this name. I know that. That is something that God will real as we do his revealed will, but basically we know God's will and can know God's will from his word. Number seven, when we yield to our will to his will and, to, and start to pray that his will be done, then we have confidence that he'll hear us when we pray. I want you to look in your Bible a few times here tonight. Look in uh, the John chapter 14, please. John chapter 14. And you'll see here that there's a qualification, uh, and it's very consistent in the Bible, where a person can come to God and say, God, I want this. And God says, I promise you, whatever you ask me, I'll give it to you. But there's a qualification to get to that point. You see, that's not something that anybody could just do. It'd be silly for your three-year-old to come up and say, Mommy, Daddy, uh, give me this. They don't know what they want. They really don't understand what's best for them. And sometimes we act like those children say, well, I think I know what I want. And God says, no, you don't. You're not mature enough. You're not, you have not even started to follow God enough to really understand what it is that you and I need. And so all of us have the right to pray, but we do not have always the right to say, well, God, I know that you'll answer my prayer. Are you with me tonight? Look in John chapter 14, please. John chapter 14, verse number 12. John chapter 14, verse number 12. John chapter 14, verse number 12. Jesus is uh, speaking here. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Boy, that's exciting. God says we're going to do some great works. Verse 13, And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do. Wow, that, that, that sounds exciting. That sounds wonderful. And that's the part that usually people pick up. Whatever we ask from God, that's what he's going to do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. And we run away. We say, look, God gave me a carte blanche. God gave me a blank check. God says I can ask whatever I want to do and ask him for anything, and he'll do it. And that's what it sounds like when we take it out of context. But if you'll keep on reading, you'll see there's a little bit more to it where God says, well, this is the kind of person you need to be if you want to have that privilege. Look, if you would, to verse number 15. He then says, well, if you love me, what? Keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he, uh, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. You see, the part in verse number <coughs> 13 where he says, whatever we ask in his name, that he'll do. Okay, that's fine. But he's speaking to a group of people. He says, listen, you better make sure you love me. 
And if you love me, you ought to be keeping his commandments. And oh, the, by, by the way, he says, the Holy Spirit is going to live in you, and you ought to be yielded to the Holy Spirit. And so Jesus is talking to a group of people who, again, uh, he'll say yes to no matter what they ask, but these are the people that love God. They love God so much that they keep his commandments, and they are led by the Holy Spirit. Those are the people that can come to God and say, God, now I know what I'm supposed to ask. The Holy Spirit has given me wisdom. God, I'm obeying your commandments. I know I'm doing the right things. That person has the right to say uh, and has the right mind to say, God, I know what you want me to ask for, so I'm going to ask exactly according to what you want me to ask, and I know you'll say yes to me. You see, there's a qualification there for the person that has that privilege. You see, to put it all together, Jesus is saying, if a person loves God, keeps his commandments, abides in the Holy Spirit, then that kind of person, you can ask whatever you want. Look, uh, let me try to put it this way. If you're, let me talk to the husbands here for a few minutes. Uh, if your wife is close to you, loves you to death, I mean, she is, is a good follower, and she, she is always right behind you, and, and she is always uh, on board with what you're doing, and she is your helpmeet. She is like your rib. I mean, she walks with you wherever you go. You have the feeling no matter what God calls you to do, she's going to follow you. She loves you, and she obeys you, and, and, and she is a spiritual woman that is led by the Holy Spirit. Isn't it true that whatever she wants, she can have? It's true. It really is. Because she's the kind of woman that she'll ask for the right things. But, and again, I'm not trying to pick on ladies here, but imagine a husband or a wife really doesn't matter. Or imagine a friend that's doing their own thing, doesn't really prove they love you, doesn't listen to the word you say, and is not a spiritual person. That person has no right to think that whatever they ask from you, you're going to give them because they're probably going to ask for the wrong things. They're probably going to ask for all kinds of selfish things. They're going to ask amiss because they want to consume it on their own lusts. But see, God says when you and I have a relationship with him where we're obeying him and following him and close to him and led by the Holy Spirit, which by the way, the Holy Spirit's God just like Jesus Christ is just like the Father. When we're led by the Holy Spirit, I really doubt the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, I know it's not going to happen. The Holy Spirit's not going to ask or lead anyone to ask anything of the Father that's not according to his will. And that is the beauty of it when you walk with God and are close to God or in God's will. The truth is this. You actually have the right mind and you're walking parallel with God to the point where anything you want is what God wants. And so really they're uh, synonymous. Hey, whatever God wants, you want. The Holy Spirit's provoking you to ask for the right things and you're already doing God's will up to this point. You can ask whatever you want. God says, listen, in in God's name, uh, use God's name here. He says, it shall be given unto you. Look in John chapter 15. It's a very consistent principle, and you and I can't walk around thinking God should just obey us or give us whatever we want. First, we have to obey him. Let me make a good statement here. God's not going to listen to you or me until we listen to him. God's not going to respond to us until we respond to him. You see, then God says, okay, now, now we're on good terms. Now we can pretty much agree on whatever you ask because you're going to ask the right things. Look in John chapter 15, please. John chapter 15. John chapter 15, verse number 7. My boss used to call this the landscaping chapter because it talks about us being the branches. John chapter 15, verse 7. Jesus said, If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be what? And we walk away. Man, that's a great promise. I can ask whatever I want. God God's going to do it for me. God has to do it for me. He says, ask whatever you will, and he'll do it. But wait a minute. We've got to read the whole, the whole thought there. We have to look and see what Jesus is going to qualify it by. Are you with me? He said in verse number uh, 8, he says, Herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit. 
so shall you be my disciples. Wow, he's talking to people who are soul winners. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue in my love. There's another commandment right there. He says we need to love God. Verse 10, if you keep my commandments, if, 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 if you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and I abide in his love. Could I say to you, you know why the Father always, always said yes to Jesus? Always, because Jesus was always in the Father's will. He was always asking in the Father's will. The, Jesus never looked up to God the Father and says, you know what, I want this. And the Father says, you know, that's not a good idea right now. That never happened. It happens with us. But the Bible, and Jesus is speaking here, he said, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love, these things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. Wait a minute, wait a minute. People usually grab verse number seven and say, hey, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. And I'm sure people on TV say that, and people in this, in this, in this uh, charismatic nonsense say, hey, listen, whatever you ask, listen, God's going to give it to you. Well, read the whole verse. Jesus didn't give that verse and say, okay, that's, that's it. He gave verses around it as a backdrop for that principle, for that truth, because it's true, but it's only for a certain group of people. The truth is this, if you abide in him, that means you make time to stay close to God. That means you stick around God a lot. You hang around God a lot. You start thinking like God, talking like God, acting more godly. If you abide in him and his words abide in you, uh, he says, if his words abide in us, that means you live in the Bible. You let the Bible change the way you think. You let the Bible influence you. If his words abide in you and you abide in him and you bear fruit, that means you're a soul winner, and you keep his commandments and you love other people, that qualifies you then to ask what you want and it will be done unto you. You see, God says people that are spiritual, that think biblically, think like Christ, uh, that, that abide in God, have a relationship with Christ where they're close to Christ, they love people, they're not thinking about themselves, and they are people that basically live a spiritual life. These people are qualified to be the kinds of people where God says, you know what, the way you're thinking right now, the way you're making priorities, the way you're living, you can ask whatever you want and I'll give it to you, and that's a promise. But wait a minute, it's not for everybody, because not everybody abides in Christ. Not everybody lets God's words abide in them. Not everybody loves other people. Not everybody follows God. Look in 1 John chapter 3. You'll see this, this prayer promise right in the middle of the same, again, principle over and over and over again. You know why? Because it's true. But we need to be careful not to gra <coughs> grab the part that's, that's kind of uh, uh, appealing to us and leave off the stuff that's the responsibility for us. You see, uh, it's just like uh, uh, an employee might say, well, my boss, he's going he's gonna to give me uh, 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 extra, uh, extra money on Friday. And the boss is not automatically willing to do that. He's going to give you an uh, extra uh, bonus if you're a good worker. You, you see what I'm saying? And sometimes we say, well, I deserve that. No, no, God, God lets everybody pray. But God says, listen, people that are spiritual, that are close to God, they can pray and get their prayers answered all the time. Look, if you would, to 1 John chapter 3, verse number 22. 1 John chapter 3, verse number 22. Another verse that's very similar. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him. Oh, that's wonderful. Hey, Brother Saul, whatever we ask, we're going to receive of God. Hey, whatever we ask, uh, Brother Mike, hey, uh, Brother Mark, whatever we ask, we receive of God. That's what the Bible says. Well, that's part of what the Bible says, and that's how false doctrine starts. 
And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him <laughs> because we keep his what? Oh, okay. Well, not everybody does that, do they? And do those things that are what? Pleasing in his sight. God says, listen, you can ask whatever you want and you'll receive it because, but first, in other words, first, we have to keep his orders. We have to keep his commandments. Now, let me point out their commandments. That's a, a, in a sense, a military term. That's a king giving orders. But watch, he says, if we obey orders and does those things that are pleasing in his sight. That is not a military command. Now we're talking father to children. This person's doing things that he knows God likes simply because he loves that, that, that father. And so God says, if you and I obey his commandments and live our life to try to please him, sure sounds like someone that's living in God's will. It sure sounds like someone who's following God. It sure sounds like somebody who's wanting to honor God's name. It sure sounds like somebody that set their will aside and said, listen, I want to do God's will. I want to do what God wants me to do. The Bible says those people are in a position, they are going to ask for the right things. They're going to ask according to God's will. They can ask whatever they want, and the Bible says that they'll receive that of him. So if a person reads the commandments, knows what God wants them to do, does what God wants them to do, then goes beyond doing what they have to do. They don't only do what they're told to do, but because they love God so much, they do even things that please God. They don't even have to be told to do these things, and they are so close to their father, like a John or like a Peter or like a James to Jesus Christ. Those people can literally all go up to Father and say, Father, can I have this? And God says, I'd love to do that for you. Because you're not asking for anything sinful. You're not asking for anything selfish. You're not asking for anything that's going to take you away from God. As a matter of fact, you take, continue to ask for things that continue to build your relationship with God and build the things that God gave you to do. And that leads us to 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 and verse 15. If you'll turn there, 1 John chapter 5, verse 14. 1 John chapter 5, verse 14. The Bible says <coughs> this is the confidence that we have in him. It's a wonderful confidence if we can reach that point. And this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask, if we ask anything according to his what? Will he heareth us? And if we know that he hear us, what shall we ask? We know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Hey, I remember years ago when I was a kid, and my father would say, you want to work this Saturday? And I'd say, sure. And he'd wake me up at 5 o'clock, and we'd go in the truck. And sometime during the day, I'd say, hey, Pop, I'm thirsty. And he'd say, listen, I got water for you. He, my dad used to have this big igloo. It's funny. He used to have an igloo this big when he was working by himself. When I was a teenager and I worked with Dad, he had an igloo about this big. Massive thing. Huge. I don't know how many gallons it was. Probably like 25 gallons. Huge thing. But imagine my, me working with my dad. My dad said, you want to work? I said, sure, dad. I went with him, went to work. I said, dad, I'm thirsty. Drink all you want. Around, my father used to get aggravated with me because 11 o'clock, I was always starving. He ate, he ate lunch every day at 12 o'clock. You know, not 11.59, not 12.01, 12 o'clock he ate lunch every day for who knows how many years. He always used to be frustrated with me because at 11 o'clock, I said, dad, I'm hungry, man. I'm getting weak. I, I got to eat something. All right, go down to the igloo. And man, he had sandwiches in there, and, and I mean, fruit and stuff down there. And I'd go down there and I'd eat at 11 o'clock. I'd say, hey, Dad, you know, I, I cut myself. And in his, he had one of those trucks that he had everything under there. I mean, it was, it was half tool shed, half hospital. I mean, he had all kinds of junk in there. You would, you'd be shocked what he had in that thing. 
And he said, yeah, 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 the, the, the Band-Aids or whatever, they're under that, you know, seat over there. That, I, I, and he'd always give me, hey, Dad, uh, hey, Dad, I need help with this 40-foot ladder. Can you help me? Sure, he'd come down, he'd help. You know, whatever I asked my dad to do, he'd say yes, all the time. But imagine if my dad said to me on Friday night, hey, uh, Mike, you want to go with work me Saturday? I said, nah, nah, I don't want to get up so early, and I want to do my own thing. I want to go ride my bike. I want to go uh, hang around with my friends. Listen, uh, hey, around uh, 8 or 9 o'clock on Saturday morning, I'd call my dad up and say, hey, dad, uh, you have anything to drink? And my dad said, well, that's not my problem. You know, you figure it out. Hey, dad, I'm hungry. He said, listen, that's not my problem. You, you chose to do your own thing. Hey, dad, uh, I cut myself. Or, hey, dad, can you help me? I'm not going to come home and help you. Listen, that's how God is. To make it just on the bottom shelf simple, hey, you walk with God and talk with God and close to God and follow God, pretty much God's going to give you whatever you ask for. But remember, you, when you walk with God and you're obeying his commandments and you love him and you're abiding in him and his words abide in you and you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you're not going to be asking for anything sinful. You're not going to be asking for anything that's going to take you away from him. And so God says, listen, is it true that we can ask whatever we want? Yes, but only if we ask according to his will. And this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. What a wonderful confidence. What a motivation to get in his will and stay in his will. Hey, what a motivation to get close to God. But the, the, the shame thing, shameful thing is, a lot of times, we're not in God's will. We're doing our own thing. We're trying to manipulate and trying to ignore God and trying to figure it out. And then we stand. How come God's not answering my prayers? Well, God says he answers our prayers if we obey his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. If we ask according to his will. Hey, you read the Bible. It's very clear what God's will is. We pretty much know what to do. And if we're doing what God wants us to do, that puts us in a place where you could pretty much say, hey, God, I need help. I'm in your will doing your work. Can you help me? I'm, in, I'm doing the Father's work. And God says, listen, just like Jesus Christ, he always did those things that please him. And Jesus said, I know, Father, when he raised Lazarus, he says, Father, I know that always hearest me. Listen, the Father always said yes to Jesus Christ. But remember who Jesus was. Jesus always did those things that pleased the Father. He was always in the will of, of the Father. Lord, please help us to be more like Jesus Christ. Lord, what a wonderful confidence to know, Lord, that whatever we ask, that you'll say yes to. But, Lord, that doesn't just come just because we're saved. That, doesn't, that, that privilege is not given to us just because we accept uh, the gift of eternal life. Lord, that comes because we are walking in your way. Lord, because we are doing your work, because we're thinking like you, we're being influenced by you, the Holy Spirit is leading us. Lord, we're living a righteous life, a life that is pleasing to you, Lord, Help us to live that way so that you'll respond to us the way you speak about in the Bible. Help us to become familiar with that kind of confidence. Lord, help us to know your will and to be able to ask according to your will and then have the confidence to know that you'll say yes because we're asking the right thing. Please, Lord, guide us and help us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. The piano will play. Tonight, I'm saying this, that there is a promise there. Hey, Moses said, God, we need water. God said, no problem. God, I need food for millions of people. God said, no problem. God, we need shoes. God said, no problem. God, oh, we need guidance. We need to know where to go. God said, no problem. Hey, God, we need protection from our enemies. God said, no problem. How come Moses always had God say, yes, 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 yes? I'll tell you why. Because he was in God's will. It's very simple. He was doing what God wanted him to do. Hey, I, I read the story of Nehemiah. Nehemiah <coughs> prayed 
and said, God, I need, I need you to show me. And God gave him the, the favor of the king. And the king said, listen, here's money and here's soldiers and, and here's wood. And go out there and, and whatever you need, you can have it. That's amazing. That's amazing. The people followed him and they had a mind to work and they had protection from their enemies and they finished the wall. How'd they do that? It was like God said, yes, 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 yes to everything he asked. I'll tell you why. It's very simple. Nehemiah was in God's will. Nehemiah was doing exactly what God the Father wanted him to do. Hey, young lady, if you're doing what God wants you to do, you can expect God to, to help you. Young man, if you're doing what God wants you to do, you can expect God to help you. Listen, you can expect God to say yes. The Bible says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Listen, that's, that's a great promise. But not everybody's a righteous person. Listen, everybody has the right to pray as a child of God that's saved. But the Bible says the effectual fervent prayers of a righteous man availeth much. Those are the prayers that God responds to. Those are the prayers that God says yes to. You say, well, God's not answering my prayers. Could I ask you a question? Are you abiding in him? Are you being led by the Holy Spirit? Are his words abiding in you? Are you doing everything you know to do that God has commanded you to do in his word? If you are, listen, then you'll have that promise. If not, where you need to work at is getting in God's will and making sure you're not doing anything that offends the Holy Spirit or is contrary to God's word or somehow is taking you away from God rather than bringing you close to God. Let's be people that claim this promise, but there's a responsibility that comes first. Let's, let's be asking according to his will and being in his will. Let us pray. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we uh, thank you, Lord, so much for oh, a great message on prayer. Lord, I pray that everyone in this room tonight Lord, will realize uh, what a powerful tool we have at our, our disposal, Lord, the, the power of prayer. Lord, and I pray that we learn uh, some principles on prayer uh, tonight, Lord. Lord, if we ask anything according to your will, you will hear us. Lord, what a great truth, Lord. How comforting that is, Lord, to know that if we ask anything in your name, in your will, you will hear us. So again, Lord, thank you Lord, for prayer, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for a way that you have made for us to talk to you, Lord. And thank you for your word, Lord. How you speak to us through your word, Lord. We can speak to you through prayer. Again, Lord, thank you for this uh, great truth. Lord, we ask that you please uh, be with us as we go home. Lord, please give us safety. And Lord, please uh, bring us back safely on Wednesday night. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.